Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash shark. Welcome to the Movies, Films, and Flicks podcast. I'm your host, John Lasmuth. Joining me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mark Hoffmeyer. Researching for this podcast leads me to some really interesting places. Really? Like what? Well, so I was thinking about one of the questions that we have later, and it led me to think about the movie Forrest Gump, which led me to think about the quote, um, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But then I thought, like, you're going to get a chocolate. Sure. Right? Yeah, I mean, if you break it down enough, like, you're just going to, you kind of know what you're going to get. Like, I'm going to get a chocolate. Yeah. It's just, you don't know what's going to be in the chocolate, but it'll be, you'll get chocolate nonetheless. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of know what you're going to get. Okay. It's like those uh, jelly beans. Well, you're going to get a jelly bean. Yeah. <laughs> like, like someone is pondering, like wondering what they're going to get with jelly beans. It's like, you know, you're going to get another jelly bean that tastes of a certain flavor. <laughs> That's accurate. So, I mean, I guess you could be like, well, you don't know what's in the chocolate. But yeah, like if you're a real jerk about it, you could be like, yeah, you're going to get a chocolate. Right. Right. Is that like, I feel like that's a realist. I wonder what Forrest, how Forrest Gump would react to that. His head would explode. He would just start yeah. running. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. Just running. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, I picture a really pessimistic person in Philadelphia going, "Yeah, I'm gonna get a chocolate. I'm gonna get a chocolate. Yeah, my cousin Vinny, he has three chocolates. Nice. They're yeah, all chocolate. It was coconut. I ate <laughs> yes. anyway. And to be totally honest with you, I don't care about the differences. Just give me the give me 17 pieces of the same chocolate, please. Coconut, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's polite yeah <laughs> well, see i didn't see that coming there you go the guy who uh knows what to expect in the box of chocolates like he's the guy that surprises you the most <laughs> wait 
So the guy who knows what to expect is the guy that surprises you the most. Yeah. Because he's like ahead of curve. He's like, I'm going to get chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> there might be nougat. There might be that strawberry stuff. There might be some peanuts. Sure. But it's all wrapped in chocolate. Uh, John Lemmigood, what's your favorite uh, chocolate flavor <laughs> in a box of chocolates? Don't say coconut. I, I guess if I'm going to go with the same philosophy and say my favorite chocolate flavor is chocolate. Yeah. I like the stuff with strawberry in it. Uh, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Is it like kind of like the kind of like that cream? Yeah, it's like a cream, but I never know how to find it. Yeah. No one ever does. That's so the evil of a box of chocolates. So it always takes me a while. Then I'm full and grumpy. Like when Forrest Gump was actually expressing that you never know what you're going to get. He was viewing it more as Indiana Jones walking down a temple corridor, wondering what kind of booby trap was going to try and kill him. So, like, you have a coconut allergy and a nut allergy? Could, oh, well, that's death. If you have a box of chocolates, you better not have any if that's your circumstance. That could be an Indiana Jones 5. Oh. Well, is this where you say, don't you mean Indiana Jones 4? Wait, that movie didn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> They're making Indiana Jones 4 soon. It's about time. I'm talking about the next one after four. After four. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. I think it's time to start the podcast like we usually do with listener questions. Love me good. I think you have the listener questions this week, right? I do. First questions from Jesse Deal from Camden County, New Jersey. Repeat questioner. He says... Chocolate chocolate lover. He's a, he's a serial chocolate lover. <laughs> Um, I've, I've on multiple occasions seen him enjoy chocolate. <laughs> multiple counts. He says, since Samuel L. Jackson's character in The Kingsman was surprised, was a surprisingly compelling vic, uh, villain, what classic movie characters might be enhanced with a good old-fashioned speech impediment? This was tough for me. Because his speech impediment was organic because Samuel Jackson had a lisp in real life and he had to overcome it. So he brought it back for this character to make him seem like a Bond character. So the, um, like the speech impediment was organic and that's why it works so well in Kingsman. Like you can't have a bad guy that just like, Oh, that's a slippery slope. Like that, that just wouldn't work. It would feel too gimmicky. <laughs> so I came up with the bad guy from the end of sunshine Oh, God. Like the burnt guy? Yeah, the burnt up guy. Because you're, you're already confused by him. Might as well add a lisp to be double confused. <laughs> the world is mine. You're like, what? <laughs> right? Like, I don't want to make fun of people with speech impediments. Sure. But if you added it to a really burnt guy on, on the sun... Well, he, like, his, he doesn't even have fully formed lips anymore, so he can't make proper sounds anymore yeah but i mean they also took a giant spaceship to the sun and then battled the crispy guy so he could have an impediment Oof. just saying like yeah like totally makes sense that he would have an impediment it makes no sense that he was speaking normally yeah and like he had a really loud booming voice and i mean he was straight up speaking like he just came back on a, on a free free ticket to the event horizon or something like He's coming back with his evil voice. Yeah, just like, I just don't want it to become a gimmick. Like, it felt organic with, with Sam Jackson. Um, but m my wife Megan said something pretty funny, like Goldfinger from Bond. Like, no, mo no wait, wait. Um, 
no, no, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I expect you to die. Like, that'd be kind of funny because you'd be like, what? So that would be good. Just gold. So I'm saying the crispy dude from Sunshine and Goldfinger. So, like, I, I don't know why, but the first thing that popped in my head was not the villain, but who the villain would face. And I thought of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Van Damme. And the reason is because never have either of them been in a movie where they had a regular American sounding like speech pattern. <laughs> they always <laughs> just play themselves with their accent. Yeah. And so it, it just, I, I don't know. It, it just seems silly. like any one of their villains should have some kind of a stammer and then i want you to hear someone named like frank who talks like this or something i don't know that's not what he sounds like but you know like no that actually sounded pretty good making fun of the bad guy for having like some kind of a lisp like what if what if cohagen in total recall had a lisp when he was like sending arnold videos from the future or whatever like when he's with the other Quaid or what if that sack full of marshmallows Bennett and commando had a lisp when he's trying to threaten him. He's like, Oh yeah. Ready to party. Like, I don't know. It seems silly. I like the idea of a guy with a horrible American accent, making fun of another guy with a genuine speech impediment. Right. Or what, what if Chung Lee in Bloodsport stuttered? when he was threatening Frank Dukes after stomping on Jackson's head. I mean, he basically did that after he blinded him because he did nothing for the longest time. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. If I blind one of you guys and we're in a battle to death, I'm going to hurt you when you're blind. When I'm blind is the most ideal time to tackle. Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, 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 or throat punch me or kick me in the balls. Like, I'm pretty sure... That in the spectrum of times that are good or bad to do those things to me, blind John is when you want to do it. <laughs> That's right. What about you, Laz? What do you um, think about this? I think Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Ooh. Like he's uh, Alan Rickman is a very eloquent person. Um, I think it would have been awesome if he just gradually introduced his speech impediment as the night wore on. Like more of his more uh, more of his men got killed, he just became more nervous. Like, well, I you got just <laughs> shoot the shoot the glass. <laughs> it's fun. It's funny you say that because uh, his brother his brother had a speech impediment. Jeremy Irons in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. Oh. So there's that connection as well. They should have added a. Li- they should reshoot. Every- oh no, they can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of a joke you, on, uh, that you wrote the other day, Lazarath, about how, from like the bad guy's perspective, Die Hard is a horror movie. Yeah, Die Hard would be a really scary horror movie. It was told from the uh, perspective of the terrorists. Yeah, if those... he sends down the dead body with the ho, 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 now I have a machine gun written in blood on a guy's shirt. That's twisted. And he, yeah. takes, out the, he takes out the terrorists one by one. It's like a slasher movie. And he, like, hangs him, and he, like, hangs him from, like... It's really grotesque how he kills him. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> the kills are all very creative. It's like a Jason movie. If I was Steve the henchman, I'd be like, man, some motherfucker's after us. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, then you hear something in the vents? Like, wait, yeah. what was that? <laughs> There's something It's in the, the same damn room, man! <laughs> Game over! <laughs> Joe McLean, man. <laughs> oh man, 
Someone needs to re-edit that movie into a horror movie. I think it could be done really well. Yeah. <laughs> this poor henchman getting murdered. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't sign up for that. No, they didn't. So, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about all the poor guys getting murdered. That's why I was quiet there for a little bit. There was a lot like of people that got murdered. Like, they didn't want to kill them. They just shot the glass. I know. That was like, that was like all of the... Like hopeful protagonists, big aim to slow down their Jason Voorhees killer. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Reminds me of, like the movie Doom for some reason. I don't know why, but with Ugh. John McClane. You say Doom? Well, like, weren't they a bunch of bad guys? What are some movies where bad guys have to like become good guys? Fled? Usual suspects? Uh, Predators? Suicide Squad. Oh gosh, the more like everyone lives squad, yeah. except for a couple people squad. Dude, Suicide Squad in concept is a total ripoff of Predators. Well, it's a total ripoff of Dirty <laughs> Dirty Dozen. Dirty Dozen is a, a, a future past something ripoff of Predators. <laughs> I don't even know how to word this. <laughs> So the guy watched it, got the idea from Predator, Predators. Went back in time. Uh, I'm going to talk like this, Adrian Brody. They went um, back in time. And made Dirty Dozen? Yeah. Interesting. I like hmm. that theory. Nice. So that's the final answer? Yep. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right, love good. I think you have another listener question for us. I do. Second question is from uh, David from Fort Lauderdale, and he sa- asks, uh, in Rogue One, what is old Darth doing or thinking while in his hot tub chamber? I mean, he's just chilling. Like, what do you guys do when you're in a hot tub? You relax. You put your toe in the hot tub. It's hot. Mm. You put your ankle in the hot tub. Still hot. He doesn't have toes. He still has toes. Both of his legs were cut off. And well, he puts he dips himself in there slowly. <laughs> his stumps. Sure. He's probably listening to a podcast. <laughs> He's probably listening to like uh, um, and and New Republic. No, no, N E R New Empire Radio. Mm-hmm. And he's listening to uh, two stormtroopers talk very monotone and just kind of talk about the world, you know. Political yeah. issues, very heavily <laughs> slanted. He's probably, I think, and if not, he's probably just trying to relax, but too much is on his mind, so he gets annoyed. He's not in there that long. Sure. I like to think he's just kind of glad to be away from all that sand because it's just coarse. <laughs> it gets yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. He has that sensitive, like, burnt, scarred skin. Yeah. Yeah, like, but it's a, it's, just, day? it's a specialized thing, though. It's probably like aloe, aloe koozie. See, that, that gets to my thought. Like, I, I imagine that he's thinking, oh, how did I forget to buy Ben Gay on my way home? Yeah, like, I don't think the thoughts are pleasant when he's jacuzzi. The Tylenol just isn't doing it for my lava-scarred body. He's like, I hope no one sees this because they're not going to be as intimidated as me of me. You think he just thinks back to that t- t- time Obi Wan screams, "I have the high ground." Why didn't I listen to him? 
Like I could have just sat there and grimaced at him. He's like, I should have run at an angle. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Why did I serpentine? Him? Serpentine. <laughs> Why did I throw gravel in his? Why did I throw lava in his eye? Maybe, maybe he's thinking about investing in Disney since they own the Star Wars label now. Yeah. He's like, maybe I should stop building Death Stars. No. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait. That's a wait. That's a prequel. So I was thinking, uh, Force Awakens. Never mind. Sure. He's probably like, I wonder what that Mads Mikkelsen guys added that exhaust port for on our Death Star for. Like, it looks legit. I'm not an engineer, but it looks it looks on the up and up. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's probably he probably weighs Death Star plans. He probably, you know, he, he's probably thinking. He probably he's probably like he probably thinks about old days hanging out with Natalie Portman. Sure, but I like your answer the best. Why did I attack a guy who had high ground? Uh, it's like demon. You never attack the guy with high ground. Never. Nope. So that's the final answer. <laughs> yeah. Never, never attack a guy with high ground. All right. Why didn't he have like a flat screen on his wall in there? You know, like you could watch like, yeah, you could watch Emperor Tonight. The Big Bang Theory. That would be good for him. I mean, he could watch something. I mean, he's just sitting in there with his thoughts. And sometimes we need to be alone with our thoughts. But like he I get the feeling he spends a lot of time in there. Does he get in there? Then they fill it up or is it filled up? And then like a couple people grab him and dump him in there. <laughs> just like dump him and like slosh him in, like Sylvester Stallone in the cryo prison. They just dump him in there naked. Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be the guy that picks up a legless Vader and puts him into his little jacuzzi. It's like, ooh, like what do you grab? <laughs> just like, <laughs> well, he has like one whole arm, right? Uh, he's, he's always grabbed by his one whole arm. He's always force choking people. Just like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, you're immediately washing off, like. <laughs> like afterwards, I'm like, uh, I need some sanitizer. <laughs> Maybe they have like a little jacuzzi. Like, you know how you put luggage on a cart and it rolls people? Maybe they roll him up and just dump him in. Sure. <laughs> is slippery. How do they get him out? <laughs> like, he's got all that, you know, th- th- that poor burnt skin, right? Like, like, is he slippery? Like, is he slick when he's wet? I, I mean, I'm sure he is. You know how, like, when, when when we're kids, there are those little, like, water balloon things, but there's, like, it, it's a, it, when you hold it, it's a cylinder and it slips out of your hand? Yeah. Like, is that, like, Vader? <laughs> like, they're playing, like, 40s comedy music in the background while he's... Got some stormtroopers are trying to catch him? <laughs> this makes Vader a lot less tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's thinking that the water's just a little too hot. He just doesn't, but he's too lazy to get out and fix it. <laughs> you ever been in that situation, like where you're in like a, either a hot tub or your bath or something, and it's like water's just not right, but I don't want to take the time to drain it and fill it back up, so I'm just gonna sit here and deal with my suboptimal bathing. Oh yeah, man, that's my <laughs> that's my that's my life. That's like when the TV remotes across the room, but you already sat down on the couch. <laughs> just look at it from across the room. It's like when you prep your dinner and you sit down and you forget a fork and you're like, I was, more people on the planet have attempted to see if they had telekinesis or the force when that situation happened than any other situation in the world. Yeah. And Vader's in a tube, so he can't force stuff to himself. 
Poor guy. He's probably miserable in there. I think we fully audited everything that he could possibly be thinking about. Yeah, so what's right. the uh, what's the final answer here, guys? He's probably thinking about dinner. Yeah. I'm thinking about dinner, too. Okay. Yeah. One <laughs> had, had the remote up there on the high ground. Sure. All right. Uh, thank you for those wonderful listener questions. Um, yeah. Keep coming. Keep coming with those awesome listener questions. We got another one later on. But for now, Mark, do you want to introduce the topic this week? Yeah. So well over a year and a half ago, we did a podcast about what if. And we just had a really good time with it. And we basically just asked random what if questions about movies and then answered them in our MFF style. And I wanted to do that again because I've, I've had a lot of what if questions raising up in my mind. So I figured this would be the perfect time to kind of drop cinematic knowledge while answering stupid questions. Yeah? Yeah. All right. And so these are all kind of questions I've had throughout my life. And you'll really know how my brain works as we answer these. So the first one is, what if Captain America killed Spider-Man when he dropped the airport gate on him in Captain America Civil War? Uh, shit just got real is what happened. That- so, like, in that scene, he, like, drops that airport gate on him that, like, you walk in your airplane on. And I'm like, that could have mur- he almost He's trying to hurt a child. I mean, I guess he knew that child was pretty tough like what if that did what if the kid didn't see it because he's inexperienced he just got his head cracked open would the fight stop i i I mean it gets like do they stop the civil war or does the civil war just crank into hard r i mean because like no one wanted to hurt each other in that civil war well i mean he didn't know when he was a kid right because he had the mask on everything yeah yeah but he was all cheeky yeah, and, it's, and didn't he call him kid? Hey, kid, where are you from? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and all fair, you know, like Spider Man might be super, like, duper strong and all, but that is a boy's body. I just was like, why? He, uh, I'm like, Captain America just dropped an entire gate on a child. Just didn't seem right. No, I, I'm telling you, like, you know, either everyone stops and cries and they're like, what have we been doing? This right? just got real. Or, or it totally goes like Logan Hard R. Like Hawkeye gets his head ripped off by Black Panther? I'm serious. Yeah, and then you strangle someone with his with his spinal cord. Goodness. <laughs> I mean, well, and look at how Iron Man got in Civil War. Like, imagine how he would have reacted if he saw Spidey get killed under that circumstance. Like, pff, there'd be no holding back. Yeah, and then War Machine, uh, Rhodes got his spine zapped by the, a dude in a sweater. Yeah, I mean, there's some brutal stuff going on there. I mean, like, I think everyone just would have stopped. Like, just in horror. Like, like I didn't sign up for this. Like, like, like a John Wick, what have you done? Yeah, so, Lazarus, if you're like, hey, Levengood and Mark, come with me. We're going to get into a fist fight, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And so we go up against three equally matched people and get into a big fist fight. Then you stab a guy. I'm going to be like, what? Like, I'm out. That's like when Brick kills someone with a trident. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I would be like, I quit. I didn't know this was going to happen. I think uh, if he did kill Spider-Man, Captain America would be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to turn myself in. Maybe superheroes are dangerous. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we do need to be registered. Yeah, that's a serious flag on the play moment. 
<laughs> like Tony Stark would be even worse off. Yeah, would. But like I don't know that whole fight scene. Like when they say civil war, I'm kind of like this isn't really. It's more of like a skirmish. They're more like LARPing. Hmm. They should have called it LARP war, where they just sort of imaginary fight. Yeah, it's almost like if you and I were to box, but we used those giant silly boxing gloves. Ooh. Like we could we could even two huge guys like us can wallop the hell out of each other and it's never going to amount to anything. I mean it would probably still hurt if you like threw a backhand and elbowed me in the head. No, no, but I know I don't mean boxing gloves. I mean like those really big ones that are like, you know, two feet in diameter. Oh, I gotcha. Like those those comical ones from like a toy store, like I picture you trying to take it seriously though. <laughs> I mean, we might, but it's still not going to go anywhere. Like, like, like I, I could like wind up and just and, and hit you as hard as I could, and you could just be standing there with your hands behind your back, and afterwards you'd be like, "You're done." <laughs> oh man, but I don't know. So, I, I, did anybody else think about this during the fight scene? Like Hawkeye was shooting arrows at people that could murder people. I were they murder arrows? I, I mean, they're pointy and they're metal. Or, like, they weren't, like, stun arrows. Like, he had different kinds of arrows. So he's just trying to stun people? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Is he he missing on purpose? The anti-heroism? Yeah, he was a terrible shot that day, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he basically missed everything. (laughs) (laughs) If your name is Hawkeye, he's more like a... What's an animal that doesn't see well? He's like a rattlesnake eye. He's like a bat eye. (laughs) A bat eye. (laughs) (laughs) A T Rex eye. Yeah, T Rex eye. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. And they drop planes on each other. I don't get it. Giant man should have floated away. Dude got his spine blown off. I don't know. I still love the movie though. Spinal damage is no laughing matter. No, it's no. definitely not. <laughs> So, yeah, so I guess our answer to this is um, spinal damage is no laughing matter. It's not. No All right. Matter. So my next question is, what if E.T. loved brisket instead of Reese's Pieces? It becomes E.C., extra cholesterol. <laughs> so, like, here's what I'm thinking. An E.T., right? It's got to be baked brisket. Whoa, whoa, Laz, I'm sure needs to chime in about the smoked factor. Would that mom and E.T. smoke or bake brisket? Well, I just want to say E.T. kind of looks like Brisket himself. You know? yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, would he cook it with his finger? No, like, he looks like Brisket. <laughs> he oh, just no, looks like sure. a walking piece of Brisket. <laughs> so, watching E.T. eat Brisket, it's just like he's watching E.T. eat himself? It's like a banana peeling another banana. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's wrong. I want to see the bike scene where they take off, and then the bikes take a sudden right, and they pull into a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> it occurs to me, like, E.T. had that big head, right? Yeah. But then he had that really, really thin neck. Yeah. You know, sometimes, like, you get to eat, and someone's like, why don't you take some time to chew whatever? You're, like, swallowing it whole or whatever. Like, he can't do that. Like, he'll actually choke because he has that narrow throat. Yeah, he's, he's got to chew about 20 times. Yeah, like, he really needs to 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 macerate that down so watching et eat brisket would be terrible because he'd have to mush it like he needs to really have some like you know the the ideal super tender 
brisket. I think a smoke actually makes it more ideal for that anyway, right? Because the really slow cooking. Yeah, but who's smoking it in that neighborhood? Like it was the 80s. And see, yeah. there, was a, there was a Spielberg mom who was like, uh, you know, frazzled. She wasn't going to smoke brisket. She'd bake brisket. She'd break, yeah, she'd bake it. I mean, Reese's pieces, are, Reese's pieces are easy, you know, because they're Reese's and they're little, his pieces. But brisket, that's a lot of work. Mm. I would hate to have an alien who just wanted brisket all the time. <laughs> that's why he was trying to phone home. He was just trying to find someone who knew how to make a damn good brisket. Like, this woman just kept overcooking, like, baked brisket. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the brisket joint was home. That's the only reason he was not happy staying on Earth forever was the brisket situation. Oh. Like, that's why he wanted to put, he's like, I got to get out of here and get to some brisket. Do you think that, so after E.T., Reese's Pieces sales went up by 65% in the following two weeks? Would brisket sales have jumped up the same amount? Would more cows have, or would a lot of animals have died? It's good. You know, back then, I'll bet so many people would have been like, what's brisket? I think, like, bris- I'm I think serious. brisket's been around for a long time, hasn't it? It's been around, but I'll bet that, like fewer people understood all the different cuts of meat. Like yeah. we, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have a lot of things. Life was simpler. I don't know, man. Like I, I'm wondering if people even know what that is. So, Lazarus, you're a brisket scholar. What do you think? Um, so I think uh, if he uh, if he liked brisket. I think he's probably like a connoisseur of it in all forms. Smoke, bake. People also grill it too. Yeah, belly brisket. I like to think that at the end of the movie yeah. when the spaceship comes in, like it's basically just a big barbecue smoker descending <laughs> from the sky. With just like an operational cabin. What, like yeah. a giant green uh, egg? Sure. There's like smoke coming out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And they're just 24-7 making brisket? Yeah. That's why he was calling home, dude. Like, where That's they, actually how long it takes to smoke brisket, like 20 plus hours. <laughs> where are they getting the brisket from? They have a whole universe, man. We're like one of a billion planets in our, in our galaxy. So they're going around the galaxy taking creatures and making them into brisket? That sounds like a wonderful idea for a food channel show. That'd be interesting if he took a kid with him. E.T.'s interstellar roadshow. And, and E.T. takes one of the children. You think it's a happy ending, but the kid just gets brisket. He gets it, brisketed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very real possibility. I kind of want to taste it still. Kid brisket? Yeah. Car- like, really? I don't know if E.T. thought it was good enough to make. Well, he doesn't know yet. Maybe he's got a badass marinade. Interesting. So it's a bunch of like carnivorous aliens who go from planet to planet in a giant smoker stealing things and brisketing them. Are we stealing things to brisket them? No, because they're here. <laughs> like we don't have Hank's human brisket. Man, these aliens are jerks. Yeah, yeah. E.T., go home. Yeah, exactly. Leave <laughs> us alone. Take the one kid and brisket him and leave us. Oh, man. I, like, that species alien was nicer than you. <laughs> she didn't brisket. <laughs> like, she just wanted to, like, recreate. Like, these guys just want to eat. Man, they're terrifying. 
it's like to serve man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next what if question is what if Sam Jackson was in Tremors? We've got to get these t- <laughs> mother effing worms like, on this mother effing desert. If it was a sequel, would it be called Worms Worms in the Sand or like something like that? Worms on a plane? Like Graboids in the Desert. Ooh. So like I thought lo- like so he gets murdered in Deep Blue Sea. He gets murdered in Jurassic Park. I haven't watched King Kong, but I'm certain assuming he gets murdered. Animals love to murder Sam Jackson. So in 91 or 92, he wouldn't have a main role. But would he get eaten or would he live? Oh, but well, you know, back then, though, the tropes were riding even harder than they were now. And he'd be the black guy in the movie. Yeah, he'd be. Uh, he'd well, be the- no, they, they handled that pretty well. Like they had, uh, you know, they, the other characters weren't treated like as ethnicities. I think Tremors kind of got it. I think they could have made him work as a human being, which is what every movie should do. So like he, he could have always been like the like the 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 hyper swearing rational person, like like you know, like what the shit are you doing? Why are you going to just stay here on the rock? Just stay here, you know, like it's the voice of reason. Yeah, like, or I, I don't want to replace him with. I don't want Fred Ward to be replaced. I don't want Kevin Bacon to be replaced. They had enough people. I think we can just add another person. Yeah. So what would he be? He could like I don't know own the gas station or something. He could own the brisket shop. He could own the brisket, dude. Sam's brisket shack. Like yeah, they're... <laughs> by <the> state. Sam's <laughs> brisket shack, and his cows keep getting eaten and pigs. It's Sam's M. Effin' Brisket Shack. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and it's only open for three hours a day because of the brisket cooking. And then, and then when they when 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 Reba and her husband kill that graboid that breaks through their basement um, wall, when they like unload eight hundred rounds into it, he makes a brisket out of it. Oh. <laughs> wow. You know what? I'll bet that, the, that it would be more like that that lard heavy meal that that Kevin Costner made in Waterworld from that sea monster. Yeah, he took like nothing from that sea. He murdered probably endangered species. Because that lot- sea monster also had a a a triple like a triple hinging jaw. Yeah, like a three part jaw, just like the graboid. Yep. What if? What if the Waterworld beast? Is a is is a couple hundred years from now evolution of the graboid when the polar ice caps melt and we have a water world and he still ends up grilled. <laughs> he still ends up grilled. I'm gonna say that that could they're like the same thing. You're right. That's right. <laughs> and Sam Jackson is the owner of a shop and cooks up graboid. What do you think, Laz? Honestly, I don't think there's really anything to. I could add to that to what just happened. So <laughs> I think what you guys uh, just said was good enough. Like, holy crap. I just don't, I, I just, I want him to live in this movie. I don't want him to become creature fodder. You know, I, you know how, like, in the beginning, uh, they find a couple people dead? Yeah, and there's the like, construction workers too. I, I feel like 
Sam Jackson would be the first person to get attacked who lives, but he's not like horribly maimed or like, you know, dismembered or anything, but he just gets like, he gets attacked and he lives. Like maybe he just has a, a scratch, like a, a gash on his thigh. And so then he gets to be like totally hysterical and swearing and being funny, like totally stealing the screen moment, like, you know, complaining and telling the story of it when people still don't have a grip on what's happening. Yeah, I like it. And I want to see him pull vault. Oh, I don't. Th I think he boycott that pull vault. I like. I think. He, I think he could do it. I'm thinking about Sam Jackson pole vaulting. <laughs> so that's the answer. Sam Jackson pole vaulting. That's right. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. think you have one more before we go to break right oh no we're gonna do three then four. Oh, okay okay yeah all right uh yeah i guess well now's a good time to take a break then <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for last uh, like, all right we're going to break quiet too i was just sitting there like i had to poop and i was nervous in the woods like just yeah. Yeah. wait what are you doing in the woods pooping but there's no one there and you're nervous that's why i'm nervous but if there's no one there that's creepy, though. You never know. There could be a monster watching it. Interesting. Blair Witch likes to watch. E.T. He yeah. could be out there. So let's do it again. So, yeah, that's the um, Sam Jackson pole vaulting. All right. Well, I think uh, Lemongood needs to poop. So <laughs> now's a good time to take a break. We'll see you guys in a little bit. All right. When I say pod, you say... Hi. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> whoa, whoa. What's Robert, going on, take Kyle? Your, take your headphones off real quick. Okay, sorry. John, what the hell is this? Uh, I don't know. Robert invited me over. And yeah, I, I don't know. No this is kind of awkward. Are yeah. we doing like a promo or something? I don't know. I wish he'd put on, put on his pants, though. Yeah, it's he's, he's like dancing around. He's talking about Shark right. Dropper. I think he's looking for the baby oil. Anyways, Robert, Robert, what are we doing? Huh? What are we doing? What was that? What are we doing? I can put my headphones back on? Yeah. Oh, we're doing a promo for uh, Shark Dropper. Oh, okay. That podcast we do that has improv, and we just talk about our daily lives oh, and stuff. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I still wish you'd find your pants. Where can I find it? <laughs> oh, wait. Are we supposed to wear a podcast? Uh, SharkDropper.com. Shark time. Welcome back to Movies, Films, and Flicks. Uh, during your break, we learned a very important thing, that the original Pirates... The, the Caribbean movie came out in 2003 and not 1993, as Levin Good originally stated. I said 2003, but yeah. then I said it was 24 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if Pirates actually came out in 1993? Oh, my goodness. How different of a movie would that have been? I mean, do they have the same CGI people as Jurassic Park? It would have been like Cutthroat Island. Yeah. Oh, no. Worst thing that ever happened to pirates. <laughs> wow. I'm just, I'm imagining a 1993 Pirates of the Caribbean movie. It just, it just seems all sorts of terrible. <laughs> yeah. The, you're right, Lesvat. These reviews are like, people are loving this new Pirates movie. Yeah. The new one's coming out of uh, Javier Bardem. Yeah. Like, pe like, people are all over this thing. Yeah. It's got a really good buzz. So. Ooh. Yeah. They're saying it has the most heart since the first one. Oh. Well, you know, since it's no longer a part of, like, what they, it's so far after the last movie, I guess, that they're making it as if you'd make a standalone. Yeah. Sure. So it's like they're not relying. They're just 
they're 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 going to play on some of the things that we like, but they're not like directly continuing from the movie two years ago that they were planning on continuing. You know, I think that's the problem with part twos and sometimes part threes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm excited about it. Cool. And much like Kevin Costner in Waterworld, Johnny Depp survived being eaten by a gigantic creature. That's true. Yeah. It's all connected. It's all connected. (laughs) All right. uh, Love and good. I think we have one more listener question to get to. I do. It's from uh, Neil of the Neil's Deal podcast. And he says, in Neil's Deal, I talk about things that piss me off. And I've seen a lot of comments about Governor Tarkin and Leia in Rogue One being just awful and terrible. This pisses me off. It's never really been done before, and while intellectually I know they aren't real but just CG, but had I not known that, I would have said that they were real. What are your feelings about the ability of CG reaching the stage of being able to completely recreate a real person? I mean, it's going to be, from what I've heard, with Star Wars and the Captain America Civil War with the scenes with young Tony Stark and Tron, it's a real pain in the ass. Uh, Fast Seven, they Wait, put in. Wait, how's pain in the ass? What do you mean? Well, it, it, it's it's just a and every like Fast Seven too with Paul Walker. They're always the last shots to be completed. The human face is incredibly hard and it's incredibly expensive because there's so many different emotions. Facial. I don't know why they can create like a, a raptor and make it look great, but to do a human with CGI is incredibly time consuming and it's always one of the last things. It's always the last thing finished before a movie comes out. So right now, I mean, I don't I don't really care about CG characters because if you think what actors are doing, they're just reciting someone else's dialogue anyway. Like it's a guy named Hank playing a dude named Steve. Um, so I, I don't know if I'd mind CGI, but uh, right now where we're at, like it's just going to be too expensive. Like actors will be actors are cheaper than the CGI required to make an entire actor bring to life. You know, so if you did a movie with, like, Bogart meets Indiana Jones, like, that's going to be, young Indiana Jones, that's going to be incredibly expensive, and they're not going to do that right now. So, um, I mean, my thoughts are, I don't hate it, but I think we're nowhere near where it needs to be, you know, for the future. Sure. Yeah. I'm a little apprehensive because I think of it in the sense that, like, it's it's one thing to do it the way that they did it. Like, you know, this movie's meant to have this character and that guy can't do the role. And, um, hey, Carrie Fisher, it's not like a little makeup is going to do this fix for us. So, like, I, um, I, I guess I get that. But, like, if they were just going to manifest a character like period in in a real looking movie to like fool you into not knowing that it's CGI like that, that might bother me. And like, I don't know, maybe it's not that it would bother me, but it's hard to get excited about a character like that. I guess actors are just pretending anyway. So it would just be a CG creation pretending, but they're pretending that it's not a CG creation because it doesn't look like one. But see, didn't he say it's gotten to the stage of being able to recreate? So you kind of, let's see, like, let's say you can make 
let's say King Kong Skull Island was all CG characters. If I knew that going in, I wouldn't see it because I, well, no, I'd see it because it's a giant monster movie. So I never mind. I'd go see it anyway. But like, if it, if it was the great Gatsby and they did it all with CG characters and there was no cast of people that I knew, I wouldn't see it. That'd be so expensive. Well, eventually maybe it won't be. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he knew how expensive it was. Like I, I assumed it was expensive, but like, I just, I don't know. I don't know how much more expensive it is than like our CG Raptor. Yes. Like graphic world. But. So Captain America civil war, which had endless CGI shots. The last things to be finished were Tony Stark's young face. Mm-hmm. Like that's how in, in, intense it was. Right. Like it's a beast right now. So I don't think I don't think it's going to be like a new wave of anything. I hope it's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate the way that they're they have been using it. But I don't want like a whole character. Like made up from I don't know, I, I, I can't even explain my situation. I'm appreh- I, I'm fearful of the things that I don't even know they'll use it for yet. <laughs> I'm 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 Dr. Malcolm in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm questioning if you if we it, like let's not worry if we could do it. Let's instead wonder if we should. CGI finds a way. Yeah, could. <laughs> I think it kind of has. Gollum. Those eight Gollum. movies are getting pretty close to it. I'm getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Julia and Julia. <laughs> Ricky and the Flash. Sure. I'm just naming Meryl Street movies. Yeah. <laughs> Mamma Mia. Ooh. River Wild. Mm-hmm. Kramer vs. Kramer. There we go. That's the final answer. Florence Foster Jenkins. <laughs> Florence Foster Jenkins. <laughs> I like that. That's the answer. Yeah. Final answer. Well, thank you to uh, Neil from uh, Neil's Deal uh, podcast for that wonderful. Hope, and it's if a- this answer pissed you off, do a podcast about it. Please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Uh, I think we have some more what ifs to yeah. kind of ponder, right? What if Tom Hanks' money pit home fell in the Sarlacc pit? Boba Fett can rent his room. <laughs> they, they can be roommates. Like, imagine you, like, fix up your money pit house, and then it falls into a, a carnivorous beast. That would not be pleasant. Like, is that in Florida? We're having all those sinkhole problems. Are any of those actually Sarlaccs? I, I Probably a couple of them. I, like, we, like, right now, you know, like, pythons are, are there. There's alligators. There's snakes. There's, I mean, there's Floridians. So Sarlacc Pit wouldn't freak me out. <laughs> like, is it like a Star Wars version of the whale and Pinocchio? Where like inside the Sarlacc, Tom's Tom's Tom Hanks house is just sitting there, like it's on a street corner, like totally intact. And yeah, he's, he's just living it, and he walks out, and like some whale, like digestive fluid falls from the ceiling. Yeah, I mean that's a sequel. <laughs> like it's. This actually sounds pretty horrible when I really envision it. Like, like, yeah, I mean, he can he get, like, do people, like, does his, like, delivery, like, does he get mailed by people just dropping it down the Sarlacc Pit's mouth? But they won't, re- but he can't get rescued. Yeah, like, you can't really take a rope down there. Do you remember Tom Hanks when he would kind of, he doesn't do it as, as much, like, once he hit, like, his 30s, 
when he was younger, he'd be in these helpless situations and he had this yelp kind of sound that he'd make. Hmm. He did it in Big. He did it in this movie. This, ah! like, I don't know how to do it, but he makes this yelp. I just imagine him doing it a lot, like when he just feels stressed out. Yeah, just gross fluids everywhere. Like, and then he gets pissed off and he, like, walks out of his front door and he slams his front door, but he's on, like, sarlacc tissue and he slips on it and he falls and now he's covered in some kind of mucus. And apparently a sarlacc pit can talk to you. <laughs> what? Can it? Yeah, the, yeah, apparently it's like a creature. And it can, wait, it can, what do you mean it can talk to you? Like telekinesis. The telepathy? Yeah. Hmm. But wait. Is this like in the Star Wars books or something? I think so. Or did you just make it up? So it's just like, no, I read it somewhere once. Okay. It's just, so it's just chatting with you when you're stuck in there. Like, that that sounds kind of like torture. Yeah, so like, it'd be like, it'd be like the worst house ever. It's like being in a, in a haunted house. Yeah, because you just got some beast talking to you. Sounds terrible. I'm back to say, man, just spit me out. Okay, so way back in like, I don't know if it was episode four where we first mentioned the Sarlacc pit playing football. Or no, it was the football, one of our football episodes. No, it was basketball, wasn't it? Or oh, no, it was football. And La- Lazavath shut you. Like your knees got wobbly, Levin Good, when Lazavath brought up the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Something the size of the foot. If the Sarlacc is playing football and it's like running, and it's like upright or it turns on its side. What happens to poor Tom Hanks in his house in there? Is it just all crashing all over the place? Yeah, but like in a comical way. Like he's, he's it's like that kind of cartoon survival. And instead of getting totally dilapidated, it's still functional. His coffee spills a little bit. His coffee, like, it, like right when he's going to sip it. So yeah. it, burns, it burns his tongue and it falls down his shirt. Yep. While so. Wait, the Sarlacc Pit's playing football? I guess he is if he's in our world that we've created for him. Yeah, our, our world has a football team. Sarlaccs are good tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the confusion is here. I, I, I always love it. I, I loved your reaction during that episode, too, because like when Laz said that, you were like, what? No. Because it's as big no. as the football field. It, just, it doesn't make sense. That was that wasn't episode four was the first time we ever mentioned a Sarlacc. That football one, that was probably like 12 or so. Yeah. So we're saying back in year one of the podcast. Would he, so it'd just be a wash. Like, do you still have to pay your mortgage? What happens if you don't? Yeah. Like, are they going to get you out of there? Like we've established that yes, you can receive mail. And presumably he can send it somehow. But if he doesn't, like, the bank could send him a letter saying, hey, we're reclaiming your house. Hey, we're foreclosing. Hey, you're being evicted. Uh, and we're selling it to someone else. But is someone else going to walk in there, make him leave, and move into that house? No. He's kind of he, got easy street. So this is kind of a blessing for him. Like, uh, a blessing besieged by weird uncomfortable life circumstances yes so you don't have to pay mortgage anymore yeah i mean yeah i like it or insurance <laughs> i'd have him swallow a townhome for me <laughs> so you can have a weekend house when, <laughs> you, when you get tired of your money pit house you like 
you go down to his like lower intestine and go stay down there in your townhome. I'd make sure the people were on vacation when he did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Otherwise you get neighbors. Cause if your neighbors aren't just wonderful, like you're going to hate being stuck with them. Yeah, you're right. I'd rather be by myself. <laughs> All right, next question. <laughs> what if it was a Maltese turtle instead of a Maltese falcon? Take longer to get anywhere. Wait, what? Turtles are way slower than falcons. No, but the golden statue from the Maltese falcon. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, I'm picturing it being huge. Like, so, like Gamera huge? <laughs> so, like, the book, I mean, it's originally a book, the Maltese falcon, but, like, the Maltese turtle. Just rolls off your tongue. Maltese turtle. So I hopped on IMDb because while I know this is a movie, I've never even seen a minute of its running time. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> and I noticed that there is both a 1931 and a 1941 Maltese Falcon. We're talking bogey, 41. Okay, but like that was a remake of the 10 years prior movie? Well, it was then? based on a book. So I guess it's a... Uh... Remake of a, but, a but ten, ten years later they made the same movie based thing whatever. But like that, I, I was shocked by that. Like just ten years apart, dude. When um the first movie ever came out, like the very next year they remade it, right? Yeah, like people have been doing that forever. But like you look at a picture of Bogart holding a, a Maltese Maltese Falcon. But just imagine it being like a three-foot-long Maltese turtle that everyone's walking around with. Maybe there would have been like so much hubbub about it. It's like, eh, yeah. it's just a turtle. I don't really yeah. care about it. If you're an international thief, Lazavath, yeah, what would you rather grab, the Maltese turtle or the Maltese falcon? Uh, the falcon. I wouldn't even look at the turtle. And if you were a private detective and you knew someone stole it, would you waste the time getting the Maltese turtle back? No, I'd just be like, you know what? I think they took the turtle by accident. They're probably gonna come back and grab the falcon. So, so you just wait by the falcon. <laughs> yeah, that's the and they probably place. bring it back. Yeah, it's like oh, I don't want a turtle. <laughs> if you had a detective name, Lazarus, what would it be? Ooh, I think uh, let's see, McBain. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what would it be, Laz? McBain. I'd be Hank Cleveland or Chuck Finley. I think Hank Cleveland would be a good one. Or Steve Balsawood. Steve Balsawood. <laughs> what about you, Loving Good? I know you're not good with the improv. No, I'm not. I really don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Steven Tyler. That could Wait. be. That could be a PI. Yeah. The lead singer of Aerosmith. I could I could dress like a really hip grandma, and I could be Steven Tyler. Oh, jeez, Louise! <laughs> I don't know what like what would be the sexiest Maltese creature? There's Maltese falcon, Maltese turtle. Is it from Malta? I don't know. Like the island nation of Malta, is that why it's the Maltese falcon? I, I didn't Google that far. I'll let Neil do a podcast where he's angry about it. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Wait, that's the answer right there. Neil, the Neil, Maltese Neil. Like, like Neil is like just 
still stewing over like the, the questions. So he's like, now he's just angry at everything. Like we just mentioned Maltese Falcon. He's like, oh, don't you soil the sanctity of that Falcon? So we, now, now we have a six foot tall Maltese Neil. <laughs> the Maltese Neil. He's got his arms crossed and just grumpy, looking surly. <laughs> I wouldn't steal it. But I mean, be too big. That's a big Maltese Neil. Like if it was a human-sized Maltese thing, I don't know how heavy malt is. <laughs> <laughs> wait, are you? I, wait, what? I don't know. It's not from Malta. Is it made of malt? I don't know. What, why is it Maltese? I gotta Google this because that feels silly. I don't know what it is. Is it from Malta? It's gotta be from Malta. I'm gonna type in what is the Maltese? What is a Maltese Falcon? If it says a book or a movie, I'm gonna be pissed. Like, what is Malt? Maltese mean. This okay, is a- there we go. Maltese. What is a Maltese? It says it's a dog breed. Son of a bitch. It's a, the dog breed falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what is a Maltese falcon? Oh gosh, this is taking too long. Uh, is this a, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I just Googled Maltese, and all I get is dog results. It's just a, it's a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin. There all go. right, let's move on. We're pissing <laughs> Neil off. Um. <laughs> Dude, the Maltese, is, the Maltese dog breed is named because the breed originated from the Mediterranean island of Malta. Just saying. There we go. There we go. Might, it's a, it might be Malta, Neil. What if the cast of Timeline and the cast of Revolutionary Road were swapped? Dude, Paul Walker would not go for Kate Winslet. No, it would be Paul Walker and uh, uh, Jerry Butler would be in Michael Shannon's role. Like, I just want to see, and and it's the same quality of movie. So Didn't that have that, like, explosion at the, the castle siege? In timeline, yeah, by a trebuchet, right? So, like, like, am I supposed to see like, like, Kate Winslet and like Leo like involved with that? Is that what's happening? Yeah. So, like, Leo, Kate Winslet, um, <clears throat> who else is in there? Michael Shannon, dude. I'll bet Shannon would get really into the Warcraft. David Harbor's in it. Like, he would go. Wait, David Harbor. From uh, Stranger Things? Yeah, okay, the sheriff, right, the punching sheriff. Dude, he'd, he'd be kicking some butt in the front line, but Michael Shannon would probably go, like, like full-on Zod. Hmm. I mean... Warcraft that. So he would take over Jerry Butler? I think so, man. And then Jerry Butler would be in Revolutionary Road doing a horrible English a- or American accent. Yeah. Was that about teaching people to read? No, that was, like, where white people were angry in the suburbs. Wait, what am I thinking of? I don't know, but Revolutionary Road's about the Kate Winslet and Leo. They're in the suburbs, and then they hate each other. I, I, I've, I've never seen it. So. It's, like a, it's like American Beauty, but in the 50s. So you got Leo going like, hey, I'm the man. And then Winslet's like, hey, this is post-World War II. You know, women actually work now. And, like, you know, now we're in the suburbs alone together. We're miserable. But you switch that out with Paul Walker. Jerry Butler, Billy Connolly, Michael Sheen, Ethan Embry. You got a movie. 
It's a bunch of bros yelling at each other in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's an interesting what if. <laughs> I just like watching good people in bad movies, and that's what would happen with timeline. Like, Lazbeth forced me to watch Assassin's Creed the other day. Yeah, not Ooh. and like there's this Oscar winning, not Oscar nominated, Oscar winning cast, and like it's it's one of the most dull things I've ever seen in my life. But I kind of love it because it's an A-list cast in a horrible movie. It was an uh, it was an A-list cast, A-list budget, and a what C-list plot. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's the most drab thing I've ever seen in my life. That's why I want to see like Leo running around trebuchets. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Leo shoot a catapult. He was going to do a Viking movie with Mel Gibson, but then Mel Gibson had that big racist problem. Oh, I would love to see that. I mean, yeah, then it got nixed. DiCaprio would not be a credible Viking, though. No. I think it'd be hilarious I mean, if uh, DiCaprio did a movie where all he did was shoot catapults, but he lost out to Daniel Day-Lewis for his portrayal as the catapult. <laughs> like, ah, uh, I didn't even know he was in the movie. <laughs> Wait, that's been Daniel the whole time? You bet your ass, son. <laughs> he was a method actor to the extreme. Like, like how did how did were you able to capture you know, just watching catapults shoot all day? I was a catapult. I spent three months <laughs> just <Have a> catapult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried I'm to- a boulder in a basket. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be a trebuchet once. Didn't work. Yeah. I crushed the orcs. <laughs> <sighs> Just a boulder in a basket. <laughs> this has degenerated rapidly. All right. So yeah. let's, let's get to the last one here. All right. What would happen if Liam Neeson's couldn't run all night? If he could not run all night. So there's a movie called Run All Night. And he is framed for something and he has to run all night. But I've gotten to a point in my life where I listen to a song where they talk about partying all night and I get tired. Dude. So if I'm being chased by Common, Ed Harris, a bunch of goons, and I have to do that all night, I'm not doing it. In your 60s. Yeah. He could maybe, he could maybe jog for about four hours, walk, maybe ride a bike. He could, could bike. speed walk that time. He could bike all night. Liam Neeson in bike all night. Oh man, dude, he's he's old. So if if he couldn't run all night, he's old, and it's understandable. He's going to make up that distance in throat chops. Yeah, like it's just like he has a special set of skills. I, I want to say it even includes brisket smoking. Yeah, <laughs> and Laz, you and I used to run a lot. Oh yeah. Imagine if you and I were chasing each other all night. Mm-hmm. Could we run all night? Uh, theoretically, we could. But the thing is, why would we want to? <laughs> I feel like after like five minutes, we would just give up and go to a bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would quit. I'd be like, listen, man, it was a missing. I'd Uber all sure. night. Sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have to Uber all night. Just Uber like six miles away. You got a head yeah. start. Well, the thing is, like with Liam Neeson, he's a really tall guy. And, you know. What you and John notice, Mark, is like tall guys have a longer stride. So I feel like Liam Neeson, like he would eventually slow down. But the fact that he would have like really 
long legs, give him kind of like a longer stride. That would just kind of, I think he would just go a little bit longer. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm. I think I'm taller than Liam Neeson's, but I feel like he could. He has an extra three inches in his step. It's like wait, he's how, like all leg and no torso. Yeah, <laughs> isn't he like six four or something like that? Six five or uh, actually, actually, I saw him on the set of Anchorman too, but I was too busy going. That's Liam Neeson's to be like. Uh, oh yeah, that's how tall he is. Yeah, I mean he's a big fella, but I feel like I just I would hate it. There's all these movies about running all night. Yeah. Like I don't know if I believe it, but IMDb says that he's six foot four. I mean that's Hollywood height. That is means that, that, that means he's five nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so when it says that Tom Cruise is five ten, you're like, wait a second. He's four foot tall. <laughs> well, I mean, if Liam Neeson is six foot four, which is quite that's an inch taller than me, that's Mark's height, right? But like when you really think about most of Hollywood, like he's not towering over the rest of cast and movies. Does that mean like everybody is standing on milk crates when they're in scenes with them? Yeah, pretty Probably. much. Like yeah. everyone is on mini stilts. Random fact, if you pause fast five uh during that party scene in Brazil, the uh Vin Diesel is standing on a um um, uh, he's standing on a crate when he's standing next to the rock. So if you pause it during the big party scene, you'll see Vin Diesel propped up next to the rock. Sorry. <laughs> to make him look taller or something? Yeah, yeah. I, even when they put them face-to-face with the camera and you just see, like, their collarbones up, like, you just compare the sides of their heads. And Vin Diesel has a big head, but it is nothing compared to that pit bull head of, of, uh, of The Rock. Yeah. But, dude, and I don't think The Rock... I watched The Rock run in Fast State or Fate. He can't run. I think that his, his inner quadriceps are too thick for him to get forward motion. He's got that kind of side-to-side wobble. Back in the rundown, I, I believed it, but not now. Uh, no, no, he's uh he's gotten too bulky yeah. for any type of motion. I feel like his <laughs> knees were gonna explode on every step that he took when he was running. I, I, you know, like on um on how did that get made? I I've listened to them talk about the fast movies, and they often have Adam Scott commenting about how The Rock can't walk normally. <laughs> like he can't walk straight. He can't just walk straight one leg in front of the other. <laughs> He's not. He, his quadriceps are too big. Whatever. God bless him. I'd love to be able to squat that much. It's cool, but I don't think that he can, like, stand at attention and then take a step forward and keep his feet in the same like parallel lines. I don't think he can do it. You think a lot so of it has which, to do? Might have to do with wrestling injuries he might have had. Oh yeah, probably. He's probably got a bad hip on top of his other bad hip. Yeah. Yeah. Two bad knees, two bad ankles. All He's got years. like those those English bulldog haunches back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what act, what actor could run all night or actress in a movie? Someone wiry, right? Someone on what? Someone wiry, like an Andrew Garfield. He looks Ooh. like he could run all night. Yeah, you know what? He was in that Heartbreak Ridge. Is yeah. that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's a, there's. No, Hacksaw. Hacksaw, oh, Hacksaw Ridge. Wait, what was I saying? <laughs> the Heartbreak Kid? <laughs> wait, that's a wrestler. Wait, what did I say? Heartbreak Ridge? Yeah. What movie is that? 
<laughs> it sounds know. like a movie. I am, I am right now. I mean, there's the heartbreak kid that was Ben Stiller. Yeah, maybe. Okay, wait. There is a movie called Heartbreak Ridge from 1986, directed by and starring Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, go. good, good. Yeah. He plays a hard-living Marine. <laughs> Close enough. It's this hard-living. Close enough. <laughs> Andrew Garfield does run in that movie, and he he looks like he could run. I think Tobey Maguire during the Spider-Man days, maybe. What about uh, Edward Norton? Like Maybe like in his younger well, days. Oh, well, in that one of my people bag on it, but Born Legacy, the one with Jeremy Renner, there's a scene where he's running in the at 4 a.m. in the morning while it's raining. Oh yeah, that's right. Norton could run all day. Yeah. And you know what? I watched that the OA show and Britt Marling, the final episode. There's a scene where she's sprinting. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Uh, where she's running towards something, like it made me tired watching her run. So I think Britt Marling could do it too. Sure. So I'm saying Britt Marling, Edward Norton, and Chris Farley. Dude, you know who was good with running? Like in the think the, the, between the Fast movies and Running Scared and his oh, Paul Walker. Paul Walker was a runner. He was a run all nighter. I yeah, I would buy. I could buy it because he basically. Oh, yeah. And in Running Scared, he was so scared once the once the shit hit the fan in that movie, like that even when he was standing still. His heart was about to pound out of his chest. Like he was never calm. And there was, was like, just, yeah. he was just going all night. There's a great post on Vulture that said that Paul Walker had the best freak out in the business. I could see that. Like when in he freaks scared? out. And running scared? Yeah, like in running scared. And there's a scene of Joyride where he just freaks out. Oh. Like, okay. Paul Walker you know, had the best freak out. I didn't see uh hours. Did he have good freak outs in that moment? No, but he had this finest. I was going to say hour. He had his finest moment of acting at the end of that movie. At the end of hours, it's the best acting he's ever done. Okay. But he had to st- But no, wait. He couldn't go to sleep because he had to keep his baby alive. Oh, yeah. So we already know he can stay up. Yeah, it's a tough situation. Also, I like sleep. <laughs> I like sleep, too. Like, if you're chasing me, Lazbeth, and I get, like, 100 yards from you, I'm falling down real quick and getting a power nap. And the thing is, like, I'd probably <laughs> do the same thing. Well, he's uh, taking a break. I'm going to take a break, too. You're stubborn about it? Yeah. I'm going to do it the right way. And then you're like, hey, wake me up. Yeah. And I wake you up. I'm like, this is really hurting me. Sure. This is a really civil chase you and I have. We're going to bars. We're taking naps. This actually sounds like a pretty good night. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that does it for our what ifs. All right. We're all talking yeah. about taking naps. I think we're all getting a little tired. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I'm exhausted. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we sign off, are there any plugs you want to make, guys? Yeah, there's a great movie out where uh, Daniel Day Lewis plays a catapult. Yeah. You, you gotta watch it. You don't find out till the end when the credits start rolling. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. He gets top billing over Leo. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like what? It's like Dragonheart. Whoa. It's like an alive catapult. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, for my co-host, Mark Hoffmeyer. <laughs> yep. And John Levin. <laughs> Boulder in a basket. Ah. I've been your host, John Lasavov. 
played by Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Arr. Five seconds till shark drought. Five, four, three, two, one. Drop the shark. Go, go, go. This podcast is a Shark Dropper Studios production.